You know about my whole thing is, is that um, I just lose energy. Like, I don't know what it is, is that I just fucking lose energy. I know. I know. Four. I know you wanted like, to do this earlier. But well, it's no, just but then my parents, me. yeah, and then my parents had to do their fucking church meeting and shit like that. And then, oh, then the dishwasher broke. It's been a whole fucking mess here. It's fucking nightmare. Yeah, it was weird that they, like, rescheduled that church meeting, like, out of nowhere last minute. I thought that yeah. was kind of weird. But well, that's my parents. <laughs> yeah. Um. All right. Well, let, okay, let's just, let's just do the bit. All right. So yeah, I don't know go. who you are, and then, but you're, like, trying to murder me and stuff. Okay. All right. I think right, I got it. Go. Three, two... <clears throat> Wait, hold on. Three, two. All right. Oh. Oh, hey, Lori, look what I found at the store today. At this, these masks. Look at these masks. Oh, yeah, the Boulay Brothers masks. Oh, shit. I'm not supposed to know who they are. Okay. <laughs> Sorry. All right, hold on. <laughs> we have to work backwards. Okay, okay. I got this. All right. All right. It's been a little bit of time since I've done the, the whole, right, like, um... Yeah. Okay. All right, here we go. Three, two... <laughs> Lori, look what I got. I don't know. Sto- uh. <laughs> Lori. <laughs> I'm not I'm not trying to mess this up. I swear to God, I'm not. I'm, I'm not. Tired. I swear. I'm tired. Okay, we're just doing the hold on. We're just doing the bit where the from the mash or the beginning of the show. Alright? Okay, okay, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, wait, I just, I just cleared my throat on the recording. Here we go. Three, two. Lori, look what I got for us. You're not being serious. No, I swear to God. You can't be serious. I swear you to God. Be- I, Joe, you just cleared your throat. I swear to God. Okay? I just want to get it over with. I promise you. I think you're fucking with me because of the whole Kelly I Clarkson swear shit. I'm not fucking All with right, you. All right, here we go. Three, two. Laurie, look at what I got at the store today. Ooh, those look like some cool masks. I like that. They are. Can you guess who they are? I mean, okay, there's makeup on them. And so, oh, you like the Golden Girls? It's the Golden Girls, right? No, close. Okay, it's close. Mm -hmm. Hot in Cleveland. The girls from Hot in Cleveland. Because Betty White was also in Hot Hot in Cleveland. I'll tell you what. Why don't I do this? Okay. Why don't I actually put the mask on? Okay. And then this will. Putting the mask on. All right. Okay. All right now. And. Oh my God, Joe, are you okay? Joe, is this a, is this in the bit? Is this the bit? Oh, this is the bit. Oh, I'm sorry. Yuri, you were clutching your throat. I thought you were honestly. I thought you were something was wrong. Lori, oh. don't clutch your throat. I honestly thought something was wrong. I'm sorry. I'm not. I'm. I think, not I think you're sabotaging this. I am this not. Is sort of like Maria put you up to this, or some sort of bloody podcast thing. <laughs> Yeah, no, Maria texts me and goes, hey, can you screw up something at 10 o'clock yes, at night? But I told you. I already told him. I'm so tired. You know, I know. So I know. Tired. I had to do throwing down today. and <sighs> Okay. All right. One more right. time. That's it. One more time. Right. And then I, right, if it right. doesn't work, I'm quitting. All right. Here we go. All Three, right. two. 
Laurie, look at what I bought to. Oh, Jesus Christ. Okay, that's Sorry. it. Sorry. I'm Sorry. Gonna, I didn't mean to. I dropped something. I dropped Joe. It wasn't me. Joe, I dropped something. Messing up everything. It was rocking camp all along. Who's been pulling every evil string? It was rocking camp all along. She's insidious, <laughs> so perfidious that you haven't even noticed. And the pity is, the pity is, pity, 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 pity. Late to fix anything now that everything has gone wrong. <laughs> Thanks to Rogging Camp, Rory Rogging Camp. It was Rogging Camp all along. And I stole the forks too. Welcome to Hello Ugly, the Dracula recap show for Season 4, Episode 1, titled Horror Icons Reimagined. My name's Joe Batanz, and I am joined, as always, by one insidious, perfidious co-host from Bloody Podcast. Please say, Hello, Uglies! To the goddess of glitz, glamour, goth, gossip, and gore herself, Miss Lori Rockenkamp. Hello. Hello, Lori. How are Shut you? You <laughs> legitimately, I forgot that we do that. And you legitimately scared me. Joe jumped backwards. <laughs> Joe freaking jumped backwards. Oh my god, that's the best one we've done so far. <laughs> I was like ready to move on. And uh well, welcome to 2021 since we last uh uh saw each other, Lori, cuz we don't ever do, we don't we don't we only do this show together. That's the only show yes. we do together. There's been a whole plague and I don't know exactly what a pestilence is. I meant it has to do with actual bugs cuz pest. But yeah. um it sounds good here. Anyway, how are you, Lori? How have you been? How's everything going? Welcome back out of the crypt. To Dragula season four. Oh, I've been doing awesome. I I have a career. I actually have mm-hmm. a career as yeah. a professional person mm-hmm. who does careering. Yeah. So uh-huh. yeah. <laughs> so that's and that career, by the way. What is the career? I uh You are Kelly a- Clarkson's publicist. I know. <laughs> People don't. People didn't know that Lori is a, a master of media relations. I am. Does, That's yeah, why my the, own personal podcast is doing so well. Because <laughs> oh yeah, bloody podcast. Oh, I just can't. Burning I can't up stop the marketing. Yeah, yeah, burning up the charts there. At the bloody podcast. Is there a website for bloody podcast? Bloodypodcast.com. Is there really? What, what do you What yeah. do you get at bloodypodcast.com? What's there? It takes you to the anchor our anchor page. <laughs> I think HelloUglies.com does the same thing to us, too. Yeah. 
You know, uh, the, I know we we said we would never talk about them, but you know, there's a whole there's a whole other Hello Uglies podcast. Who um, I don't, I haven't even checked to see if they're if I they're haven't covering. either. I haven't. Let me look right now. Actually, I'm gonna look right now. And and you know what? If they are, there's there's room enough for everybody. You know. Yeah. Um, it's been a while, so they might they might mm-hmm. have like lives. You know. Yeah. They, so they well, I'll say this: they haven't done a Meet the Queens. The last thing they did was a year ago, November 6, twenty twenty. They did the Dracula Resurrection um, episode. But they haven't done well. They always took a while with. Uh, I'm surprised they didn't do a Meet the Queens. But, yeah, uh, I'm sorry, Meet Our Monsters. But uh, who knows? But anyway, so uh, there's another show called Hello Uglies, and uh, the reason I brought that up. The reason I brought that up. I don't remember. I don't remember why I brought that up. Maybe Just I'll remember to shade later. The other. I know what it was. I know. I'm sorry, I interrupted you. What I was going to say was, I think because. So everyone, the history is we started Hello Uglies even before they did, but we did it on Patreon first. It wasn't yes. a public feed show. So, um, but then they had the first public feed Hello Uglies. Yes. But they didn't think of buying the domain. So I bought, I own HelloUglies.com. I'm sure that, I'm sure but the Boulets hate it too. Right? Yeah. Like, well, I also I will say that I told Joe, and I stick to this. I told Joe to just pick a different name. Dragula Recap no. Podcast or whatever. And Why? he refused. So I'm just saying that whatever whatever shade we get is falls on Joe. I wanted a different. I was just like whatever whatever our name is. Mm-hmm. But we had been doing it for about two months before. Well, do you? Do we you released remember, it on the public. Do you rem- feed. I don't know if I ever made this public about them, but you know, I, I I may not have made this public. And and there's a listener, but I think this listener wouldn't care by this point. But I may or may not have made this public. But, you know, I reached out to uh, Helena. You know, the host is Helena Handbag. And I reached out to her and I had a couple of email conversations with her where I, because let's be honest, I don't know if it's gotten better, but their sound was not the best. Yeah. Okay. Uh, It sounded like they got like the computer mic, put it in another room and just shout. Well, no, one person was in another room and then one person was right up against it right there, just like this, you know? Yeah. And, uh, and it was, the sound was all over the place. And so I said to be nice, you know, in a, in a, in a, in a, in a, an act of goodwill, I reached out to her and I said, listen, let me help you with the sound thing. And she was like, oh, I'm really busy. And blah, 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 right. Well, there was a mutual listener between us, right? Uh huh. And she was talking to that mutual listener and she told this listener, <clears throat> And it's been years now, so I don't think he he would care if I said this. And I'm not saying who he is. He's like, Joe Batanz is trying to trap me. I went to journalism school, and I know what traps are like. And so I'm not going to fall for his traps. I'm just stringing him along. And I was like, I'm trying to trap her? for What would I get out of trapping? buying a microphone? Yeah, hell in a handbag. What, What would I get out of that? I mean, a better podcast. Really? Yeah. So I'm gonna help her, like, maybe that's why. Yeah, because she was good. she got a new microphone. Like, this is how you use the micro. Here's some advice on how to do this. Blah 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 blah. I'm trying to trap her. I well, I always got frustrated because people would leave comments saying that that hello uglies loved the show, and we hated the show. 
Oh, yeah. But then yeah, when yeah. you listen to the episodes, we mm-hmm. say the same things that they do. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I mean, they have the same criticisms that we do. They have the same things that they like. I mean, we might be more sarcastic and mm-hmm. and sardonic with our words, but we're we're definitely not, you know, we love the show. Well, I'll be honest with you. I think the thing that offended me the most was that she said we were uh, transphobic. Yeah. I'm not transphobic at all. Not even the slightest. Not even a little. I don't even know where well, she got that we were transphobic. I, I think it was something we had said about some... I don't I know, know what it was. It was. I don't think it was I know her. what it was. I know, I know what it was. I think what it was is we just assumed, and that maybe that wasn't a good assumption, we assumed that Helena was a, a cis male doing drag. Okay? When the oh, reality yeah. was she was a trans female. But we didn't know that. I mean, out of good... And it wasn't like we knew she was a trans female and that we still, in, in you know, on purpose... I love how you know, this whole first her. part of this is just us shitting on the first, the pre- other no. podcasts. I call it cross promotion. Oh, okay. Because well, now people are going to go over there and listen to the other Hello Uglies. Speaking of people getting upset, yeah, we got to talk about the Dragula because that is exactly what happens in the episode of Dragula, where somebody gets called out and they go, "Hey, I, you know, I have." I'm this way, and that's offensive. And it's like, how the hell are we supposed to know that you have this? I don't know what you're talking about. Um, when we're, we're Astrid, not going to talk about it, but just, oh, you see, I'm very pro Astrid. I was after she af, after she finished talking, but when La Vuvuzela or whatever mm-hmm. her name is, that's right, the Brazilian wh- horn, sure, yeah, when she. When they called out uh, Astrid for uh, getting, like, having, like, a moment mm-hmm. uh, after the car came at them. Why are we talking about that? We're going to talk about this. I know, but I'm just saying that she was like, you're a pussy for being afraid. And he's like, well, if you think PTSD is, is being a pussy, then fuck you. And it's like, well, how is she supposed to know that you have PTSD? Like, that's not, how was she supposed to know that? Okay. This week, two, uh, ten new girls walk into the dungeon slash random bar to begin a whole new season of Dracula. For their first challenge, the girls have to make their way through a maze just to land up where they started. For their floor show challenge, the girls reimagine classic horror icons into a look that expresses their own sense of style. In the end, Astrid Aurelia was named the winner of the challenge, while La Zavaleta and Formaldehyde were up for extermination. Harkening back to the series premiere, the girls were buried alive to see who could live up to an undefined challenge. In the end, Formaldehyde was murdered at the hands of the Boulay brothers, leaving nine girls left in the competition. Lorian K. Roggenkamp, do me a favor, name two things you liked about the episode and one thing you did not. Oh, you know, there were so many things I loved about this episode. Mm-hmm. Jeez, I I love the way that they did the intro for the for the drag queens. I thought it was I thought it was like it fit with the uh you know, the the like ambiance, I guess, or the the what they have where you walk through and it's like a scary thing. But mm-hmm. then I just thought it was a fun way for them all to see each other and I just mm-hmm. I really liked it. Um, 
I love the challenge. I thought it was, I thought everybody did a great job, you know? Mm -hmm. And I Mm -hmm. honestly, to me, I feel like this is really going to be a tough competition right now. Mm -hmm. I mean, who knows? Somebody could shit the bed uh, next episode, but I really felt like there was a lot of really that everybody, you know, for the most part, everybody did, in my opinion, did really, really well. Um, and it was just a lot of great artistry. Mm-hmm. And so I really liked it. What I didn't like was the, when they had the Queens go from the, their introduction place back to the, like, I guess the stage or something. And they had to go through that like haunted mansion thing. Mm-hmm. And they said that if you don't make it, then you're going to be immediately eliminated from the competition. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, I look, I, I will say this. I will, I would pay to watch a bunch of drag queens go through a haunted house. Like mm-hmm. it was funny to me, Mary mm-hmm. Cherry or uh, who, <laughs> when they were shoving her in that coffin box thing and she was like, I'm not going to fit in here. <laughs> yeah. I was genuinely laughing at that. Mm-hmm. And so I thought it was funny, but nobody got eliminated. Mm-hmm. It wasn't, there wasn't any, like, there was no threat of anything happening. Like, the the car coming at you, yeah. like, there was a guardrail there. It was not yeah. real. Like, you sat mm-hmm. down to watch, mm-hmm. like, you, you know. Mm-hmm. So I just felt like there was no, there were no uh, stakes in that. And so it kind of was, to me, like, a little bit of a waste of time. So. Yeah. So I here's the things I liked. Great production value. Again, oh, every yeah. season the production value gets better and better and better. Great production value. Second thing I liked, sickening looks. The boulets, yes. sickening. You know, oh. the the first challenge, even the ones that were on the bottom were sickening. There was we're no great. no one look no one looked shitty. No. I'll give them that. Even the ones I didn't like, in fact, to be honest with you. Even with the bottom two, I think they had to make up things of why they were in the bottom two, right? Yeah. We'll get, I'm going to say something right now, right? And I don't, don't, I'm not having a discussion about it. We'll discuss it when we get there. All right. But the judge is saying that for Melda High, they're like, we didn't know who you were. I'm like, I've never seen Saw and I knew who she was. Yeah. Right? And they're like, we didn't know who you were. We were super confused. And I'm like, I have never seen those movies, and I knew exactly who that was. I want to comment, but I will save my comments. Okay, next. All right. And then the thing I didn't like, and I don't know, this might be controversial, and I, and I still don't know how I feel. I don't know if, I don't know how I feel about this cast. Or, here's the confusion. It could be that. La Zavaleta is just sucking all the oxygen out of the room, and that's why I don't mm-hmm. feel I know the cast so much. So it could be I just don't like La Zavaleta. Um, I don't know how I feel about the cast. Between her yeah. and Mary Cherry, it's like a competition of who can suck out all the energy. They got. I mean, oxygen. when they were in that room, they got a. They got. A, they're they're two of the biggest personalities. Yeah, but I think that that's just first first day jitters too. Yeah, you know. It is, but they, they, so it's so funny because I was really worried, really worried because hello, I mean, the Boulets have so stepped up their game that I was like, are we going to have anything to make fun of? Are we going to have anything to make, oh, this cast, 
and the oh. decisions they make and the things that they do. I have so many oh, things my to God. discuss. Now, don't get me wrong. There are still a few things the Boulay brothers do as, a, as, a, as creators of the show that are very bizarre. We're going to talk about them right now, actually. But uh, mostly it's the cast. Let's jump right into this cold open. This episode's cold open consisted of two distinct parts. First, in a found footage style film, the Boulay brothers, surrounded by a coven of some sort, stand behind three kneeling masked people. The Boulays murder two of them and crown the remaining one as a creepy voice gives a creepy rendition of how a reality show competition show works. On the second part, we are treated to three different scenarios. First, a couple fawns over their new Boulay brothers' masks at the dinner table before the husband leaves to put the mask on in the bathroom and then murders his wife. In another scene, a father bought the masks for the huge financial windfall he will experience from owning these masks. The son, against his father's orders, dons one of the masks and kills him. Finally, a woman listening to music through wired headphones casually places on a mask and walks into the woods alone. Lori, let's talk about this cold open here. Before we even meet any of the cast members, there are two different sort of scenes we have to deal with. Let's start with the first one. Let's talk about that found footage, creepy, black and white, grainy, scratchy uh, um, little vignette that explain how the show works. Yeah. I I cut, I had to watch it twice. And I think the second mm-hmm. time I watched it, I understood and liked it more. Mm-hmm. But the first time I watched it, I didn't. I mean, the narrator was being so deliberately confusing to me that yeah. I was like, there was like on the second equinox of the third October in yeah. the late moon solstice. And I was like, what the hell is she talking about? And then I was just like, Oh, it's the competition. Like then the second yeah. time I watched it, I was like, Oh, okay. It's the, it's the, they're explaining the competition. Yeah. Now the mask that they use in that, in that, you know, old thing, I actually thought those were like scary. Yeah. Matt, like those were mm-hmm. interesting mess. Yeah. The mask that they have in the, I mean, they're, they're, they're cool, but they're like, mm-hmm. they're not like scary. Ma- they're like the, they're the mask that they sell. They're the, yeah you know, Halloween mess. And I just think mm-hmm. I was like, if you're going to have it be like a scary thing, wouldn't you want to have like a scary, like a mat, the mess that you showed in the grainy footage, it, yeah. like more of like a scary, not like a, Oh, this is just a, you know, yeah. a random plastic mess that I have. Mm-hmm. Um, I want to get into the backstories of those people who have those masks. Well, before you do, yeah, well, the, so when that little grainy scene starts out, they put Matt, we see our, there's two women who have their backs to us and they put masks on them. I'm like, who are those women? And then the women turn yeah. around, once the masks are on, they turn around. And I, and I feel, I know we always fall into this where we think the cold opens are going to have a thread and then they never do. So I'm, I don't know why I'm pretending we're going to find out who those girls were and how they're important, no. but we may not. And then there were people standing around. Who are those people? Well, that's the thing is I think that this is like, this was the competition they did before they had television. And then yeah. now it's evolved since that. I mean, I'm just trying to. Oh, I see what you're saying. That, 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 that it's, it's, it, the Blu-rays have been doing this through time immemorial. Yeah. Cause they're like oh. eternal. Like I will say there was a genuinely funny part. Mm-hmm. because what I gathered and I could be wrong, but what I gathered was, and I'm not saying that there were, there were a lot of really funny moments in this episode, yeah. but the, one of the first moments that made me laugh was the woman 
they like cut to the woman and she's in the she's in a house or she's in a house or whatever and she's talking to her boyfriend or husband or whatever and mm-hmm. she's well we're not clear. there yet we're not there yet we're not there yet we're still in that first part do you want to go to the second part now well i was just gonna i was gonna show like a transition that i thought one of the funny moments that i thought was okay. like a transition thing but we can still okay. talk about the first part if you want no i'm done with the first part okay yeah so we'll go this so the so they they cut to that right and the mm-hmm. woman's reading the box and so to me i thought it was clear that the woman's reading the story from the box like oh is that what it was that's what it looked like. She's reading the story from the box. And then the, the guy says, well, I thought they were like aliens or vampires. And she goes, it doesn't matter. <laughs> so, <laughs> I thought that was kind of funny because it's like, yeah, they've been so many things <laughs> throughout the seasons. Now let's, let's talk about these scenes. Let's talk about that first one. The first one, now everyone should know we're going to talk about each scene and it as if a complete scene, but they're actually intercut in a, in a sort of montage style. And yeah. um, I in have the first choice for all of these characters. Oh, you do. The first one is a married couple, and by the way, I'm I'm sure your backstory, all of them, is the other person doesn't know the other person's gay. Yes, because <laughs> <laughs> this woman is clearly married to a homosexual, right? <laughs> yes, right. Because he is more excited than the. Maybe I have two reasons why I think he's a homosexual. One, he is so excited to put on a Boulet brothers mask, right? Yeah. And then B, and this is something a homosexual would do. He goes, I need to go to the bathroom on the other side of the house to put on a plastic Halloween. Like, why didn't he just put it on right there? No, he needs to cut a hole in it. Because he goes, I need to go find scissors to cut a hole in it because we can't drink with the masks on. So then for some reason, he goes to the bathroom. My opinion is he goes to the bathroom to look in the mirror to go, what are you doing, Daniel? Why are you still married to this woman? You're clearly gay. You're in love with Kevin. Just tell her. Yeah. Just tell her. Kevin's coming to the bar tonight. Yeah. You know, like he clearly, he clearly goes and, and goes to the bathroom. He has that moment where he looks at himself in the mirror. And I just, honestly, I just thought, what are you doing with your life? You're clearly gay. Yeah, well, I think what this is really about is it is at the end we'll probably find out the masks aren't haunted at all. It's all homosexual people who are just they would rather kill the other person than admit that they're homosexual. Yeah, he's like and then I the, could murder her. And then the one woman is a bisexual, and she just goes off in the woods because nobody wants to be around her. She's just yeah. like I have no friends. So so yeah, so what happens is guy goes to the bathroom to ostensibly it's a weird reason to go to the bathroom to cut a, a larger like yeah. Um, I need to cut a larger hole in the mouth. Why? Yeah. For drinking. For drinking. But also, like, again, like, I'm not saying these masks are bad. They are, like, no. they're cute masks, right? Yeah. I would, mm-hmm. I want to get some. So they're I expensive. want. I know. I, I want to get them, but I'm waiting. I'm trying to see if maybe they'll go down in price. Mm-hmm. But. I I would I would love to have I think they're a fun collector's item just to have like as something mm-hmm. right but mm-hmm. I mean I like I don't necessarily think that they're like <laughs> I don't there's like Halloween style like you put this mask on and then you just go and you're like plaid sh- flannel shirt like wouldn't you have to like put on some a dress or you know something to like look like you're a reason why you should have the mask. Like they just act like these masks are like just in and of itself enough for. Well, I think, yeah, I think what you're saying is if you're going to do that, well then 
you would go all the way. Like you have to find like a pleather one body, a pleather bodysuit. You know, which at that point, well, then just do the makeup. Yeah. For sure, yeah, and it's like, why would you have them? And then the mask, you'd have to take the mask off every time, and then it would just be yeah. like, so much work. Um, Alright, by the way, the husband's scream is the gayest scream. Because she hears him scream in the other room, and he's just like, ah! you know? And- also, the timing of her scream, and, and saying, are, are you okay, is so weird. Like, okay, you scream, and then I'm gonna say, are you okay? Okay. Are you okay? Well, also, would you say, are you okay? I'd be like, what happened? What? I, that's a weird thing. Are you okay? The person just screamed in pain. Also, she says, are you okay? And then she runs towards him. Like, if I said, are you okay? Wouldn't you go like, wouldn't you wait and go like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, I drop stuff all the time because I'm a klutz. And sometimes I'll drop something. And my aunt will be like, are you okay? And I'm like, yeah, I'm fine. Or yeah. like one time I fell and my aunt was like, mm-hmm. are you okay? And I was like, no, I fell. Like, I need help. And so she came. She came out to grab me, pat me up, like I said. Wait sad. a minute. Wait a minute. Your aunt, who can bear, who has a chair that yeah. lifts her out. So was it like? Wait, hold on for a second. Let's not get lost in the thread of this. Oh, hold on. So you fell down. Yeah. And your aunt was presumably was sitting down. So, I had so some you were like sandals on, and my knee buckled, and I fell. Yeah. Down. And you're like, I fell. Ah. And then she's like, Oh my God, Lori, let me help you. Yeah. She got out of her seat. She had to lift herself up. Okay, mm-hmm. let me get over there. And then she went over to. And then how did she help you? Well, up? first she had to lift. She had to stable herself on the on the TV tray. Uh huh. And then, which is what she uses to like stable. So then she rised up, mm-hmm. and then she let her chair down because she always mm-hmm. has to let her chair down. So she had to let her yeah. chair back down. Mm-hmm. And then she walked over to me. And then she, I positioned myself so she could, I could uh, uh, prop myself up against a wall so I can lean up against the wall. And she pulled me as I used the wall for like leverage and stuff. And I lifted off my good knee. So, yeah. All right. That's what happened. See, aren't you glad you re- you drove down really, that yeah. sad lane? Yeah, it, it's, it is very sad. That, that should have been the opening scene. Now, the next one was a father's washing the dishes. Oh, she wasn't wearing pants. I forgot to say that. Well, that's a given. Now, uh, a father's washing the dishes and a teenage son wearing a Letterman jacket. Who's the weakest person I've ever seen wearing. He looks anemic. Yeah, yeah he looks like... The, the Letterman jacket is like the smallest Letterman jacket you can get, and it's still three sizes too big for him. He looks like he was given the Letterman jacket as a gift because he's like the team was like, "Hey man, we know you're going through cancer treatments, so here's a Letterman jacket." <laughs> like, yeah, what did he letter in? Yeah. Well, apparently not hide and go seek because he's terrible yeah. at it. Yeah. So then, yeah, oh, yeah not so. The, he, he's just now. There's so many questions here with this one. He walks by and then just so ju- prop, just so is the Boulet brothers' box of masks, and the dad already is clocked. He's washing dishes that the kid has seen these masks, and the kid's just gonna want to fucking wear them. And he's yeah. like, "Listen, asshole, don't touch those masks, okay? They're gonna be worth a lot of money one day." <laughs> 
Oh, really? I felt like the dad was... I felt the kid was the gay one. He is I the gay the, one, too. Okay. They're both gay. Yeah. I felt like the... But see, that's the thing is that I feel like the dad genuinely thought that they were just they they were just a collector's item. They were just going to be worth money. But then for some reason, he just puts them on a table, like a fold-out table outside the yeah. kitchen. And if he didn't like, want anyone touching them, then put them away. Put them in a cupboard. Yeah. Like, like, put them somewhere safe, up high, where nobody well, can reach put, them. But he put it to be displayed. It would be as if I was like, well, you can't see it, but I, I'll do this. Lori gave me this for a birthday present. But it, it'd be if I just listened like, Ugh. don't look at that, Lori. Don't look at it. It's like right in front of me. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, I just placed that cup and then told her not to look at it. So, but yeah, uh, no, I agree. Mm-hmm. But then I thought it was funny. Okay, so the dad's washing one dish with what yeah. looks like loose t- tissue paper. Yeah. And wet tissue paper. And he like, then he sighs and he just puts the dish in the sink. So I'm like, so that dish is just dirty again. That's mm-hmm. what we're just going to. And then the, so the kid, he hears the kid just walking towards the masks. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But then the kid starts like opening the box. Yeah. And like taking out the mask yeah. from the plastic. And those covering. masks aren't quiet because they're, yeah. they're plastic. They make a lot so of noise. It's, it's like, you couldn't hear that, dad. You couldn't hear yeah. that part of it. You heard no. the silent walking, but you couldn't hear the opening of a box. Yeah. It was so weird. Uh, all right. And finally, there's a scene of a, this is a very simple scene. It's uh, a young woman sitting on a bed, which I, I don't know why I find this so weird, wearing wired uh, earbuds, you know, and yeah. um, listening to music on her iPhone, presumably, and then it's just positioned just so right next to her on the bed is a box of the Boulay brothers masks and then all of a sudden she's been sitting next to this this box for a while she decides to look and she's like i put one of these on and then we just see later she's walking alone in the woods yeah i have a question yeah for the whole thing are they all in the same house or is this different house no clearly different homes yeah oh okay because it's the same wallpaper well, no, they filmed it probably in the same house. Oh, okay. Parts of it. All yeah. right. I just wanted to make sure that, because I, I thought maybe, I mean, it seems like different. Also, did you, <laughs> did you catch that the way that they decorate the table for, for the, for the couple is that they have a, a candle, a, pu- a tiny pumpkin, and then just like flower petals no. around? I just thought that was, they were just like, what did, what do you, how do you decorate a table? That's For those all. of you who are new to this show, we're going to take a break right here. I hope this convinced you that you should uh, stick around for after the break. Well, we're going to jump right into the episode. Back, back again. A van pulls up in front of a large industrial building at night, and a large drag queen exits the van under duress. It's assumed that all the drag queens entered in the same manner. She walks through a dimly lit short maze. A person lurking in the shadows jumps out at her, and she screams before entering what seems to be a haunted bar. We learn that she's Mary Cherry, and she doesn't know why she's there. Uh, we're going to start with her, and we will go down the line, Lori. Uh, but let's start with Mary Cherry. First one, it, first of all, she's in the van and she's like, 
what am I doing here? And they're like, you signed up for this. And she's like, no, I don't want to go. And I'm like, what is this weird acting thing that she's doing that she doesn't, like, like, you, you, okay, give your thoughts first. Mary Cherry, what are your thoughts? I think they, I mean, I think that, but that's what they've been doing for all seasons. For some reason, they have this thing where they're sort of like, they're scared sometimes, and then sometimes they're winking at the camera that they're scared, and then other times they're, you know, they're Mm -hmm. genuinely scared. It's just like a Mm -hmm. weird thing. I did think it was kind of weird when I was watching it. I had subtitles on and they said mm-hmm. that the person who was talking to her was the driver, mm-hmm. but then it would, that person was always on a walkie talkie. Mm-hmm. So they'd be like, it sounded like a watch. So they'd be like, you got to get out of the car. And you'd be like, what here? Oh yeah, you're right. Yeah. And it's just like, so is he in a walkie talkie like two inches? Yeah, he's sitting from right her? next. Yeah. He's sitting right next to her on a walkie talkie. Uh huh. Um, so but yeah yeah she walks in and she goes i don't know why i'm here what is this what is going yeah. on you know what what you let me put it this way you went online you filled out a form you submitted a tape you went yeah. through what i presume are several rounds of interviews you did a background check you flew out to los angeles you prepared looks you're in a reality competition show yeah well i also love that she says <laughs> this is what i thought was weird and I'm just going to say, I know what she's trying to say, but this is how I took it when I first saw it. Mm-hmm. She says very loudly, which, you know, is pretty much her whole demeanor. Yeah. She goes, I think there might be ghosts and I don't fuck with ghosts. And so I took it to mean that she doesn't fuck ghosts. And then I was yeah. like, well, that seems like a weird thing to say. Which I, I think she's that, fucked yeah. a ghost. I'm sure yeah. she's she would be the first person I would think of to be like, eh, I fucked a ghost. So. Uh, next in the room is Astrid Aurelia. Uh, your thoughts on her? She has like a, a, a very unique hairstyle, but she comes in. Did you have any big thoughts on her? You know, she, I would say she irks me, but really, I have to say she's very creative and talented. So I think I will eventually grow to like her more as time goes mm-hmm. on. I, I will say she's definitely giving me, um, who was the the like uh uh who oh uh hollow hollow eve hollows eve mm-hmm. she's giving me her that those kind of vibes like in the beginning the first episode like i kind of found them to be kind of annoying and then as time went on mm-hmm. i was like oh this person's really talented mm-hmm. and i feel like that but it like right off the bat i feel like astrid is just like there's just something about them that just irks me but mm-hmm. i think that they're extremely talented so so I, I may be biased here. I think Astrid's very cute as a boy, so I'm probably always going to defend. I'm just going to yeah. defend Astrid all the time. Uh, I like that Astrid walked in and was like, hi, and then, like, she goes, she walks in, and she goes, hi, and then Mary's like, I don't know why we're here. And she goes, oh, we're doing this. Okay. Well, uh, oh, I don't know either. You're like, and you're like, yeah, I'm glad that Astrid is the one that's normal and knows she's on a fucking reality show, and they're doing this pretend thing that... We all these drag queens just a- ended up at a at a random location. All right, yeah. next we have um, La Zavaleta. She knows Astrid when she walks in. She goes, "Oh, it's you," and she's intimidated by her. She says in the confessional, "We don't get that later," but she's intimidated by her. Your thoughts, Lori, in this in her entrance? I'm sure we're gonna have a lot to say about La Zavaleta, but on her entrance, your thoughts. So yes, I will say we we gotta we gotta section it because the entrance I actually liked La Zavaleta. I thought that she was I thought she 
I liked her drag. I thought she came in. I thought she was, you know, interesting. Like she kind of didn't really open her mouth too much. And, and I thought she was interesting, but sort of kept things, you know, to herself. And I thought, Oh, this is going to be an interesting person to, to get to know. And then, you know, we'll get to the next section. So, um, she bugged me right off the bat. I'll be honest with you. She's really? saying weird shit to Astrid. Yeah. I just didn't like her right off the bat. Uh, next we have Coco Kane. She comes in. Uh, she's another one who's just like, oh, hi. And then, that, oh, yeah. Then, um, Mary, Mary Cherry was very extra in the beginning. It was just like, uh, is, is, is it Coco Kane? Who's the one that she walks in and Mary Cherry tries to talk to her? I don't think it's Coco Kane. Anyway, Coco Kane comes in. I love the name, by the way. No, you're thinking it's a Garney Beaver. Oh, where she's like, oh, fuck my drag or whatever. Yeah, yeah. 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 But Coco Kane, what are your thoughts on her? I liked her. I thought she was great. Yeah. She's one of those people because Mary and La Zavaleta are so sucking all the oxygen of the room that we're not getting a lot of her on screen time, you know, for her. For sure. But I think she's proven. I mean, she when she came in, she looked great. When yeah. she, you know, during her uh, runway, she looked great. So I think, yeah, she's, I think she's going to be like a silent but deadly type. I also think she gives good fra- facial expressions because yeah. they cut to her a lot when they were, when, when two people were talking, cause she was always like giving a good facial expression, like she was listening yeah. to. So I think she's doing, she's doing really well so far. All right. Um, I like her too. Bitter Betty. Bitter Betty, your thoughts here, Lori. Oh my god, so fucking hot. So fucking oh, hot. Oh, really? Yeah. So fucking hot. Oh, I didn't know. It's interesting to see your type here. Bitter Betty is your type. Yeah. Oh. Hmm. What is it that's so hot about her? I just I don't know. I mean, I it's I mean, boobs is a big one, but also I just mm-hmm. think it's like she's just got like a very like I don't know. She's just got a very like like confident energy to her mm-hmm. and she just seems very like unsure of herself and very confident and um i just liked her i mean look i don't think that she really has like the level of drag that the other queens do mm-hmm. i mean i haven't seen it so i don't know but i, I think that she's a... yeah go ahead I think she's, I think she's got a lot of, ex, you know, experience and, um, yeah, she, I, I liked her. I liked her in this and I liked her in the, I I liked her throughout the entire episode, to be honest with you. I was a little disappointed in her, you know, we'll get to it, but I, I liked her. So, so I, I'm torn and I, this is where I have to not let outside forces affect me. Because, uh, you know, she said some problematic things outside of the show. And strangely, for being a trans woman, she has a tendency to be transphobic. But you're right. She does come up as very likable in the show. And uh, I actually liked her looks, I think, more than you did. Uh, let's move on. Jade Jolie from season five of RuPaul's Drag Race now on the show. Uh, your thoughts on Jade Jolie? Uh, I... I don't know, man. Uh, there was a definite energy of like, do you do you watch um, Ted Lasso? No. Okay. There's a guy on the show. Uh, 
I forgot his name, but he he his like he's like just like a big ball of sunshine, and he just mm-hmm. is constantly saying football is life. Mm-hmm. And Jay Jolie reminds me so much of that kind of like like the minute they came on the scene, they were like everybody's awesome, and we're all nice, and we're all kind to each other, and this drag is awesome, and drag is art, and art is subjective, and we shouldn't judge each other, and this is awesome, and you guys inspire me, and I was just like, mm-hmm. all right, we get it, you're excited, like it's like it's it's like sweet and also annoying at the same time (laughs) like Mm -hmm. i get what she's trying to do but at the same time it's like all right we get it move on so i kind of want to address the elephant in the room which is and i i've been i was talking to a friend someone today about this that i don't know how to address this because it might be kind of a controversial statement so when but you didn't i'm assuming you didn't know who she was on drag race lori no, I don't remember her. Okay, from- that's fine. That's fine. She had a short run. But when she was on Drag Race, she was always getting in fights with people. But also, this is the part that's weird. She presented much more feminine and a much higher pitched voice. And it wasn't like she was 19 when she was on Drag Race. I think she was in her mid to late 20s when she was on Drag Race. And that was like seven or eight years ago. So now she's presumably in her early 30s, right? And she, and, and look, people change, people evolve, they can have different voices, but it is sort of like you have to get used to it because the person that we knew on uh, Drag Race was a completely different persona than the person we saw on Dragula, where on Drag Race, she was very girly, very Lisa Frank. She wore, in fact, the big judgment on her was she always wore way too many, like, very girly colors, and it was just almost like a, like from a vomited color, the rainbow on her, you know, and was very, very had a very girly voice, which of course I genuinely like, and uh, was very presented very feminine, and now is presenting very masculine, and yeah. you know, gender is a construct, but it is, it it is taking some getting used to because I already know one persona, so to see a different, much more broy persona, so to speak, a gay broy persona. But where she's just because there's one part uh, when she's in the workroom and she goes, "All right, guys, let's just call it a day. We'll be back here tomorrow." Yeah, and I'm like, "Yeah, who is this?" Well, I will tell you, she definitely like, she definitely like, kind of reminds me a lot of like OC Punk Bros. Like, do you remember yeah. like old like OC Punk when it was like when it was like Surfer Dude meets like Grunge, where it was like. Surfer guys who had like bleach blonde hair, but they spiked it. But then they also were, and they're like, "Yeah, man, like I fucking rock hard and I surf hard." Like that's what she reminded me. She that's what I was like. She was trying to like, to in my opinion, that's kind of what she. I felt like she was imitate trying to imitate punk bros. Like she was trying to like imitate that kind yeah, of but, yeah, attitude. I could see that. I could see that. But even even in her confessionals, her voice has dropped a lot. And she, even the cadence of her voice is different from, she was very like, almost like in season five was very like, hi, I'm Jay Jolie. <laughs> she didn't do that giggle specifically, yeah. but like was very like that. And then to be on here and I actually suspect this is closer to who she really was. Maybe was producing herself more in season five, you know? Possibly. Yeah. Yeah. Cause I, I think that. I thought she was very cute. Mm-hmm. Um, I thought that her drag was. Good. I like I like the outfit that she did. I thought it was very very good. And I mm-hmm. both t- you know the int- when we were introduced and then the one she did for the for the runway. Um, mm-hmm. 
but uh yeah i mean the only only thing i will say is that i i didn't necessarily dislike her i just found it so like it just seemed very rehearsed you know it seemed like she was like there was one time where she was like you know, my my mouth gets ahead of me and I start talking shit. And I was like, you haven't said anything bad about anybody. Like You've literally been re- re-saying how, every, how nice everyone is. And how, yeah. so it just, to me, it just like, it's almost like she's going in there with like, I'm not going to start fights. I'm not going to start fights. I'm not going to start fights. Well, what's so funny is when you read these drag drama gossip, you know, Reddit sites, uh, whenever they ask a question like which drag queens are nice and, and who's mean, She's always in the bitchy, like very not very nice to other drag queens uh, comments. Yeah, well, so, I think that so then that's probably why she came in there like light and sunshine because she's it's probably like an affirmation to herself. Like I'm gonna yeah. be nice. We're all gonna be nice. We're all gonna get along. Like, well, you know, part don't of come self, for me. Self producing for TV. All right, next we have from South Korea, Seoul, South Korea. Hoso Teratoma, who by oh my god, as a boy she can. Fucking get it. Holy shit. Is how she much cute. how much would you pay for a Hosa and Astrid sex tape? Oh. Nine dollars. <laughs> All right. I mean well, look, I thought it was gonna be more. No, but, okay. I, I could I can see hotter guys having gay sex right now for free. So Oh, okay. Uh well I guess in that instance the nine dollars is a lot. So. Yeah, it is. Um, for me, Hosa Teratoma, she kind of, along with Astrid, as of this episode, things can change. As of this episode, they're the two to beat in my book. I know they're also, a lot of people are shipping them, but they're also the two to beat. What are your thoughts here, Lori? Yeah, you know, I when we get to the runway, I have, uh, I have some stuff about Astrid, um, but I love, I, Hoso, I think it's, is like, so talented mm-hmm. and i think that she's definitely the one to be i think she's gonna be the one she's like um gosh who's the who was the front runner in the first season i can't believe i keep spacing on her name bernie uh, sanders no <laughs> yeah she's bernie sanders she uh she's the one who like they like kept like like basically they're just gonna run away i feel like they're gonna run away with the competition in my opinion yeah. Mm-hmm. Or they're gonna crash and burn. I don't know. Either way, but uh, yeah, I love it. I love Hoso. I thought I also kind of love that Hoso has personality. You know, yeah. I feel like mm-hmm. a lot of times, like um, the last the uh, Yavska. I felt like Yavska was great, but Yavska didn't really have a personality. You know, Hoso. I feel like has a personality, has like the the chops, and so I think it's gonna be really interesting. Yeah. Uh, All right. Next, we have Sigourney Beaver, a cisgendered female who does drag from Chicago. Lori, your thoughts on her? I found her so freaking annoying. Oh, really? Freaking annoying. Yes. I don't know what it is. I I mean, it might be a white woman hating white women thing, but I just Mm -hmm. found her so freaking annoying. Mm-hmm. There is a moment, and we'll get to it, but there's a moment between her and Bitter Betty that I was like, this woman is so freaking like shady. Mm-hmm. And I'll 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 uh we'll we'll talk about it. But yeah, I did not I I don't find her interesting at all. But I mean that could change. Who knows? I have no opinion. She's just a a, a blank page to me right now. I have no opinion of her right now. Uh all right, next we have Fermelda Hyde. She comes in in a mask, she's a mask queen. 
your thoughts on formaldehyde from Arizona, I believe she's from. I thought she was really interesting. <laughs> oh my god, so boring, so freaking boring. So well, like, real, but really cute though. Oh, my oh god, so I will cute. say, very cute. Mm-hmm. And <laughs> I, <laughs> there's a part at the end that I just, I just was laughing at. Um, but uh, just so her voice was so boring. But I will say this. I thought she I thought she was robbed. I thought she she was super she's super creative. She, I mm-hmm. loved her looks. Mm-hmm. And I was a little upset at uh you know, I thought they did her dirty to be honest with you. But that's just I'm me. torn. You might be able to convince me. I see what you're saying, but I have my own thoughts too. All right, finally, and by the way, I mean uh, I do. I don't think she should have gone home. I think she should have been in the bottom. Maybe not have gone home, but uh, it is what it is. Uh, but uh, it's very cute as a boy. All right. Finally, in the room, we have a season three cast member and the winner of Dracula Resurrection, Saint. Um, we already know Saint, so I don't really have an opinion on her. She again, she sort of blended in the background here because of those two people who were sucking up the energy in the room. But Laura, you have any thoughts on Saint? I mean, I think that's why this season is going to be so interesting because I mm-hmm. think we know, in my mm-hmm. opinion, yeah, we now yeah. know that Saint is not somebody to sleep on. You know, yeah. Saint killed it during the resurrection, right? Mm-hmm. But yeah. if you had told me that Saint was going to be the one to kind of run to run away with it, I would have been like, no, I don't think they really would have brought anything. Mm-hmm. But now it's like, so all the queens who are just sort of like, are keeping quiet or I'm just like, I wonder what they're going to bring to the table. Like I, I'm kind of excited. I'm excited about the season because I don't think that you have to have big energy, you Mm -hmm. know, to, to like do really well in this competition. You just sort of have to like do your, do your shit. So. Mm -hmm. Uh, all right, let's move on. After the girls have all entered the Boulay brothers appear on screen and announce the start of the competition, but wait, there's one more test before they make the final cut. The girls will need to make their way through a haunted maze. Only those girls that make it through the haunted maze will be allowed to compete in Dragula. Spoiler alert, they all make it. But first, the girls are locked into pods and dropped into an unknown location. Kneel in front of an oncoming car, which triggers car accident survivor Astrid Aurelia. Next, the girls go into a spinning room and have clowns trip all over them. Finally, the girls end up right where they started, and the Boulay brothers welcome the girls to the competition with free makeup for everyone. Uh, Lori, your big thought on the ver- thoughts on the very first fright feat of the season? I mean, again, I just felt like it was a waste of time. I thought there should have been some kind of stakes where they actually get sent home. I mean, there was mm-hmm. absolutely no time. To- at no time was I thinking, oh, this is when somebody. The only time. I thought that somebody was going to get sent home was the time that, and I thought it was going to be Mary Cherry because she was the one who was yelling at the car for no reason. And she, and then the car comes and she sort of has this moment where she looks kind of dazed. And I thought, Oh, maybe something happened. Maybe she's going home. And then it was Astrid who had Mm -hmm. the, but then Astrid was like, immediately was like, Oh yeah, it was fun. I'm fine. Mm -hmm. And I was just like, okay. So I mean, it was just no stakes whatsoever. Yeah, and I just thought that was kind of lame. I I thought there were funny moments when that that clown tackles Sigourney Beaver. I yeah. thought that was funny, but you know, it's just like they, we don't need all of. Not everything has. It, it's kind of funny to me to see we, even with all this production, they still need 
you know, they still don't necessarily have the best editors or the people to be like, we should cut this. I'm really surprised because I find Mary Cherry really, really annoying. And I can't believe you don't either. It's day one. I'm a big personality person. So we got to, we big personality people have to stick together. I'm I'm very, you know, I'm very withdrawn. So uh, that's why I don't, she rubs me the wrong way. And uh, she's just being very, very extra and like taking over right now. Right now, she they're letting her take over because La Zavaleta hasn't done it yet. But um, I but felt I sorry think, for. Mm-hmm. Oh, sorry. I think also it's just I, I. I also like. I mean, it's first day jitters too. I don't think, she, but the thing is, is like I don't think she's really said or done anything that's been too annoying. There have been other people have said and done things that I thought was super annoying, but she ha- mm-hmm. she didn't really hasn't except for the moment where. She, she got upset with Sigourney Beaver because Sigourney Beaver walked over to another girl. But I will say that was a little shitty because she was saying hi to you and you just totally ignore her and go over to a girl that you know. It's mm-hmm. like you can't say hi to somebody you don't know for five seconds before you say hi to somebody you do know. Like, I thought, mm-hmm. you know, so I don't know. Yeah. Um, I will say it is very funny to see drag queens in a haunted maze, but it is also funny because especially on this show, where the drag queens look just like the people who are trying to scare you. Yeah. So it's like, it's like, it's like that that meme of Spider Man's pointing to Spider Man. Well, that there was a couple of times where, uh, with the clowns, where I kept going, "Is that Hoso or is that a clown?" And then I'd be like, "Oh, that's a clown." No, wait, that's yeah. Hoso. No, wait, that's a clown. So. Um. All right. Well, let's. Uh, any other thoughts on this fight feet? No. All right, for this week's main challenge, the girls will need to design and wear an original outfit that pays homage to a classic horror icon. It can't be cosplay, but the judges should be able to cite the reference. In the workroom, all right, is what we're going to talk here. In the workroom, the girls discuss the haunted house. The women of the group note that they were pushed to the front. Hoso and Astrid share their mutual admiration, and do we see the beginning of a little fling? La Zavaleta causes, causes all sorts of drama and fighting in the workroom. First, she calls Astrid a pussy for being triggered. Next, she comes for both Sigourney Beaver and Mary Cherry. And finally, she calls out Saint's Teeth. Lori, everything. So we know the main challenge. We know what it is. But now let's talk about everything that happened in that workroom that first day. Okay. Yeah. Um. So, yeah. La, La, La Vaz is super freaking annoying. Yeah. <laughs> right out the gate. Right out the gate. I think she yeah. like I think she was like, Oh, I know an easy way to stay in this competition. I'll just be like a bitch yeah. to everybody. Mm-hmm. And uh La, La, La Zavaleta did not did not uh let de- let anybody down. She was like super annoying. Like just the hypocrisy of okay. I will say this. First off, I do think it's kind of shitty that she was she called her a pussy for being scared of the the car coming at i will say i do think that was kind of lame just on the offs just on just blindly seeing it because there was a Mm -hmm. ramp there you had to sit down in a seat it was a tiny car it wasn't a full car and it was coming at you and you knew what it was gonna what was gonna happen yeah so i mean you know ptsd happens at any point so you can't say like oh you shouldn't have this because you can't uh you know you can't are, you, you can't argue with PTSD, basically. Mm-hmm. But La, La Zavaleta doesn't know you have PTSD. So mm-hmm. it's like, um, when she says, oh, if you think being having PTSD is being a pussy, it's like, no, that's not what she's saying. She's not saying that. 
Mm-hmm. And I think that's like a, I think that's a big problem with like when people get like called out for stuff, they always bring it back to like trauma and they're like, Oh, well you just, you know, you're just homophobic or you just don't like, you just hate people with mental illness. And it's like, yeah, no, that's not it. <laughs> that's not why. Mm-hmm. That's not why. But then I love how La Zavaleta then immediately goes, yeah, I have trauma of my own. So, you know, like, well, that's, yeah. So what it is, is what's really weird is she's really annoying and she's really extra, but almost like a troubled child is you can tell there's a, there's a lot of damage there. There's a lot of damage. Oh, I I didn't, I didn't really notice that because she kind of had kept everything bottled in about (laughs) what happened to her. So she really wasn't being too vocal about stuff. But it's not only that, it's like the hypocrisy that she would do in one sentence. She'd be like, you fucking bitch, you pussy bitch. And they're like, you're a bitch. Because you called me a bitch. I don't care that you called me a bitch. But this is why I'm a bitch, because you guys are all mean to me and call me a bitch. And you're like, yeah, life has made me a bitch. And you have to get over it. Your feelings are your feelings. But you hurt my feelings. And I want you to apologize. Yes. And I think it's one of these things where, like, she's, I mean, it's she's awful. She's like an awful, awful, damaged human being. She, it's, it's, yeah. it's, I'm very, I don't know what's going to happen to her on the run of this show, but like, it's neck, I really don't. Do you know? No, but I just think it, I, I, there's a moment, there's a part, we're not going to, we have to get to it the other annoying time that she was, when mm-hmm. she, after the limit, after the elimination or the yeah. elimination round, right before they do the, the box thing. But yeah. right now, I just thought it was funny that they kept coming for formaldehyde. Okay. So personally for me, there's, I mean, maybe they're talking in, I was thinking about this the second time I was watching it. Maybe they're talking about the, cause they do live shows and they have yeah. these competitions in their live shows. So maybe they're saying in the live shows, historically masks don't do well because on the show, there's only been one person who's worn a mask. So you can't really base his historical context off of one person. Well, no, no, I think they're also, I think they're going to probably count, um, Yavska. But Yaska went pretty far. No, she didn't. I thought she did. I thought she went pretty no, far. No, she went home like second or third. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, I thought she went. I thought you went no. on like Yaska, and then there was that one that uh, from season two. Was it? Or was it season three? Well, the one who was like a drug addict. She, but she was like she was. She had a lot of issues. Yeah. Um, Monarchy. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Thank you. You're right. Monarchy shame. So, uh, anyway, um, but just so the workroom, it's one of these moments, you know, I I guess we could go beat by beat, but we don't have to. It's just like people are trying to have a conversation in the workroom and then it's like Zavaleta pulls it back to herself, which already, A, stop, already annoying. And then B, uses that pull to then like literally go after the person. It's like. It's weird. It's like she's yeah. trying to be the villain. Do you think she's trying to be the she villain? She is. Well, yeah, because she has put it in her head that she needs to be the villain in order to stay on the show. Uh, I honestly okay, think that that's what and I'll I'm gonna I'm gonna we'll get we'll talk about the conspiracy theory when we get to the end because I think that's mm-hmm. what saved her from being kicked off the show. You know what? I think and, you're right. And I think that she that and I think she realized that. She said that, you know, because when in this competition you're playing the mental game, but you're also, you know, playing uh, you're you're doing the drag game, but you're also playing the mental game as well. Um, I will say though that I do agree with her in the uh, Sigourney Beaver 
every, you know, for free. I didn't get her that phrase and I don't understand why she kept saying it. I think what she meant was you're asking her to give away her game plan and she's using an awkward way of phrase. Like, I'm not going to tell you what I'm going to do. But Um, she said that like, would you do like Astrid said, if they asked me to do that haunted thing again, I would. And she was like, yeah, for free. And I was like, if we go for it. And I was like, I don't understand what that means. Who knows? All right. Later in the workroom, Astrid plans her xenomorph outfit from Eldehyde. Talks about her saw-inspired outfit. Cook cocaine offers her slant on a black Morticia Adams. Bitter Betty summons her best Elvira La Zavaleta. Works on her Pan's Labyrinth-inspired outfit. And finally, Hoso shares her other mother-inspired um, look. Uh, it's extermination day, and the girls get ready for the floor show. Mary carries in some fans to help her with her de- to help her deal with the heat of her outfit. Formelda can't wait to show off her look. Bitter Betty commiserates with Sigourney Beaver about the struggle for women in the drag community, and finally, J. Joe Lee discusses her obsession with the show before the ghouls are called for the floor show, even though they're clearly not ready. I, I think there's two things we're going to talk about here, Lori. Uh, and I think you already uh, kind of pointed that you want to talk about uh, Bitter Betty and Sigourney Beaver's conversation about women in the drag community. Go ahead. Yeah, I mean, I know that's Bitter Betty asked her. Well, first off, they were putting their hair up. And I honestly think that they were just trying to do something because I was like, what are you trying to accomplish by putting your hair up? Like they kept twirling it. And I was like, you're not doing anything. Mm-hmm. But then the next thing is, that I, I know that Bitter Betty asked her, but at the same time, I just felt like Sigourney Beaver was just like waiting for a moment to talk about how hard it is for her in drag. Like she was just like, you know, I got to try twice as hard and I got to, you know, they, they, which I'm sure is true, but I just thought it was like, I don't know, maybe it's just, I, I just don't like her right now that I just mm-hmm. found it annoying that she was like, it's like, she's talking to a, dra- a, a trans woman about how hard yeah. it is. Yeah. To be in And it just, I just, and then there was a moment where, well, I thought it was, the first thing I'll say is I thought it was interesting that, that Bitter Betty even says, like, my first drag mother was a cis woman. I thought that Mm -hmm. was interesting because I didn't know that cis women had been doing it that long. Well, that's what, but that's what Sigourney is trying to say is that they, cis women have been doing it forever. And it's, it's hard because the, the drag queens get mad that they feel like the women are like cheating or something. Yeah, doing it. So, but bitter Betty. So there's a moment where bitter Betty says like something like "You're awesome, girl," and then Sigourney Beaver says "Ah," but doesn't say it back to her. Yeah, and then bitter Betty goes, "I got your back," and Sigourney Beaver goes "Ah," again, (laughs) and doesn't say anything back to her. And I was like, twice now, bitter Betty has been nice to you, and you have not done anything for her. You have Mm -hmm. not said anything nice back to her. So I was like, oh, this bitch shady. So, I don't know. I just thought that was a shady thing to do. All right. Uh, I want to talk about, we talked about this in other episodes. I don't like when TV shows lie. So, the girls are like five minutes into doing their makeup, and you hear like the come to the floor show, the main stage, the floor show is starting. They're like, oh, we're not ready. And then they go to the floor show, and they are 100% put together, ready. And you're like, you just lied to us. That was just, yeah. What just happened right there was a lie. Well, I have a conspiracy theory about the conversations when they're having the convert when Bitter Betty and and uh, Sigourney Bieber and then Jay Jolie mm-hmm. is is having conversation with Coco. I think they they do that after they got dressed. 
I think they're making oh. it seem like they're doing it to get ready, but I think mm-hmm. they do it after they did the runway. Yeah, that could be totally I think, true. I because like there's just something about that I just was like, this feels like a teardown. I mean, they're trying to make it seem like they're, but they were just so sweaty, and it was just like it just seemed like they were. But yeah, I they they did that all last time too, and I thought, oh, maybe this is what they'll get rid of. But also, it's just funny to me that some of the queens were like, like you know. Mary Cherry was like, no, what? I can't, what? No. Lazav was like, ah, I can't, I'm not ready. And then Hosta was just like, I'm just continuing to do my makeup. I don't care. Like, <laughs> she was just like, I'm not, I'm not even going to pretend. Like, she just was like, yeah. what's that sound? I got to keep doing my makeup. Yeah. All of a sudden she was Korean, didn't understand English. Uh, <laughs> all right. Um, Laurie, let's talk about the floor show. We're running out of time. Uh, seriously, running out of time. So let us actually, uh, were there any, f- let's actually, let, well, let's, how do you want to do this? I don't want to go through each look, but were there any looks you wanted to talk about specifically? Yes. So specifically, I want to talk about, well, I'd like to talk about the winner. Sure. And then I want to talk Aurelia. about the, the bottom. I think we should talk about the winner and then the and, bottom. And I think, okay, that's fine. So the winner and the bottom three, I'm fine with that. Perfect. Go yeah. ahead. So, okay. So I was a little frustrated. I kind of wanted this to be, um, I kind of wanted this to be like one of my things that I didn't like, but I decided last minute not to do it. I still am like, why aren't they showing like a clear runway? Mm -hmm. Because I did not see anything. I couldn't make out anything from Astrid's look. Like, I had to pause and like look up close, look at the, and I don't know if it's maybe my eyes are going bad or what, but everything was so monotone for me that Mm -hmm. they were talking about things that I genuinely couldn't see. I think maybe Astrid's look was something that you had to see live Mm -hmm. because I thought that like, I just was like, everything's black. Like there's nothing, there's nothing. Why gotta be black? There's nothing different or interesting about it. Lori, this isn't 2006 anymore. Like, we won't go too much into it, but I genuinely like Mary Cherry's look. I thought it was a good, yeah. a good look. And that oh, was Mary all Mary Cherry's white. look was good. Yeah. Mary yeah. Cherry's look was very and good. And that was all white. And I was like, if, you know, if you're going to take an all black, uh, as, you know, outfit and you're not going to take an all white out, like, what is the difference in my opinion? Like, I just didn't, I didn't really see. I see I, your look, point. I, go ahead. I, think she has talent and she definitely like moved in an interesting way but with the lights and the fog and the way that they placed her so far like they feel i feel like they're filming like in the bleachers and they uh from the stage like i'm like move up closer to the stage why are we so far away when they film it's funny you say that i so i feel like i can see your point i can see why you say that i think that this season they've done so much better than they have in seasons past uh, there was seasons, oh, yeah. like last season i couldn't even tell what they were wearing I can tell what they're wearing now, and they're they're letting us see the looks more. There'd be so many quick cuts. You're like, I have no idea what they just wore, right? Yeah. So we get to see the outfits in full. All right, let's talk about those bottom three queens. Oh, wait, do you agree with the winner? Do you think Astrid should have been the winner? No, you said Mary Cherry should have been the winner. No, I um, – who did I think should have been the winner? Uh, I'm trying to think of who the uh, the top I was. Would, I would have been fine with Coco Kane. I thought that Morticia was great. Um, who were you trying to Morticia was also all black too. Oh, Hoso. Yeah. Hoso was the best to me, mm-hmm. in my opinion. Yeah, um, easily won. But I will say this, I did not get other mother. 
I love how everybody else was like, I totally got other mother. And I was like, you could have given me 27 million guesses and I would have not got, I wouldn't have not picked other mother. Yeah. So, All right, you know, let's move on to those bottom three. Let's start with uh, La Zavaleta. Yeah. You know, I, I definitely thought the look was interesting, but I felt like they were trying too hard to be too original yeah. And they went with a character that maybe was a little obscure. Although I, I did think it was a little weird that like a couple of times a, a so-called horror historian was like, I have no idea who you're supposed to be. <laughs> or I've never seen that. Or I've there was never seen never that. Seen. I don't I'm know. Like, you're a horror historian. Have you never yeah. seen? Oh, she'd never seen uh, Coraline. Yeah. She never seen Coraline. She never seen, she didn't know who the, the monster the was. The guy was. Yeah. Yeah. I was like, I was like, what, what history do you, you know? Yeah. So, uh, yeah, I thought the outfit, I see, I, I guess I, I didn't notice, or maybe I just wasn't paying attention, the, the issue with the pump. But, um, I mean, I thought that they did okay. I just felt like it was all one note that, and I don't feel like they really addressed that. I thought that they were saying like more like, Oh, the pump didn't really work. And, you know, we couldn't really see your personality, but I just felt like it was all like one shape. Like it doesn't, it didn't really like have a shape to it or anything. Well, the guy even said that Darren Stein said, you know, like I couldn't, are you, were you a mummy? I was trying to figure out what you were. And yeah. I agree with that. I couldn't, I couldn't place, you could have, she could have made the art. She should have said I was the mummy. People yeah. would have been like, oh, yes, you know? Um, but, uh, yeah. All right. What about, um, Bitter Betty? Bitter Betty, I agree with the, with the judges. I felt like. Well, Drac seemed not to agree with them. Well, I think, well, I think what she said was she just didn't, she, because I think they had that caveat where they didn't want it to be cosplay. Mm -hmm. So I think they were saying, like, look, we have to put, I think it was, to me, it was almost like a warning. Like, we have to put you down here because, we didn't feel like you understood the rules of the competition. So going mm-hmm. forward, make sure you really pay attention to what we're asking for. Because I felt like she she put like weird teeth in her mouth, but that was pretty much the only distinction between the regular Elvira and this Elvira. Mm-hmm. So yeah, yeah I, I, I mean she, I, thought I thought she looked gave- stunning. She looked amazing. I felt she gave she gave Elvira an edge, but uh I could see the argument. And then finally, Laza- I mean, sorry, uh, Formaldehyde, who was like a female, like the saw puppet in drag, uh, which Darren Stein and the horror historian were like, we did not know. And even the Boulay brothers were like, we didn't know what you were doing. And I was like, it's the literal, the mask of the puppet from yeah. Saw. See, my whole thing was. I understood why they were saying, well, why did you put it on a nurse? Like that doesn't, that's weird, which Mm -hmm. I kind of get that. But then at the same time, they want you to change it. They want you to sort of mold it. So I felt like she did what the competition was. She took a iconic figure and she put it into a different form, you know, Mm -hmm. and she elevated it. And so I thought, I thought she kind of did the competition. Maybe, I don't know how else I was trying to think about like, I don't know how she could have hit home that it was the mm-hmm. the mask from Saw. Like, even even when they ask her at the end, like, what do you think you could have done? She's like, maybe more needles? Like, I was like, yeah, I don't know what you could have done differently mm-hmm. to show, like, to be honest with you, I thought it was really, you know, I thought it was great. I 
I was upset that she got sent home. I thought she, I think the only reason why I agree that she's in the bottom is her, maybe her runway, because I felt like her runway wasn't as energetic as some of the other Queens. I felt like she kind of didn't really do too much out there. Here's what I'll say though. And this is where it's, it's going to sound weird because I railed against this in the episode where it came up. When Drac says, I can't believe you're wearing those club kid shoes. Now, look. I wrote that down. I wrote that as a note when I saw it. I said club kid shoes. She's wearing club kid shoes. And when I saw her runway and I was like, oh, she's going to get eliminated. The first time I'm like, shut the fuck up, Drac. All right. Who knew? Who, how would they know that? Right. But now Formaldehyde should have known. Yeah. That you can't wear those shoes on the show. And Drac even said you like, she's like, you got to set a ball. Yeah. Coming on this show with club kid shoes. And I even, I mean, I legitimately wrote that. I mean, I, you know, I'm nobody who remembers crap. And I wrote down, yeah. she's wearing club kid shoes. Yeah. Why is she wearing club kid shoes? All uh, right. Let's, go ahead. So, yeah, I, I was just going to move to the other part. All right. Yeah. Here we go. Back on the floor for the judges panel. The girls learn their fates. Mary Cherry, J. Lee, and St. Earl safe. Meanwhile, Hoso Teratoma, Astrid Aurelia, Coco Kane, and Sigourney Beaver were all in the top. With Astrid winning the challenge. On the bottom were La Zavaleta, Bitter Betty, and Formaldehyde. In the end, Bitter Betty survived to see another day while Zavaleta and Formelda were placed up for extermination. Backstage, Zavaleta read the other queens even though she's the one in the bottom. Honestly, it's a lot and you have to see it. There are tears and accusa- accusations. It's high drama. For the extermination challenge, the girls are placed in a coffin which is covered. The girls then uh, hear the dirt pile on the coffin after some time, they're sprayed with water and crickets and maggots are thrown on them as well. They both seem to do fine and make it all the way through the challenge. Uh, let's stop there and talk. And then we'll talk about the extermination itself. Lori, uh, th- let's actually talk specifically about La Zavaleta's behavior backstage after the judges panel. Um, any big thoughts there? I legit, it, from, from second, from minute go, she was, she was saving her own ass. And I'll tell you why, because she knew, mm-hmm. even though she claims that she, she, she had, she wasn't red for filth for her outfit, right? Mm-hmm. She knows that she's going up against somebody who they liked her. They genuinely liked her creativity in her outfit. And they told her that they didn't think that she was showing creativity in her outfit. So mm-hmm. she has to now play the elimination game, which is you you talk about how you're so afraid of the thing that's happening and mm-hmm. that's your biggest fear. And you're, you are just so riddled with fears about what's happening and you've gone through so much in life and you oh, don't know if you can do it. And then, and then you, and then you go through with it and then you're seen as like, Oh, I faced my fear for mm-hmm. this show. And then you get, she gets saved. But what about all the drama where the person goes, how are you feeling? How am I feeling? How the fuck do you think I'm feeling? You know? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, for a minute ago, she was, as soon as, I don't know if you've ever had this, but one time I was, I was at a, uh, when I worked customer service, I was, I sat down at work and I turned to this girl next to me and go, I, uh, or she got up to leave and I said, have a good day. And she goes, why would you fucking say that? Why would you ever think anyone here would have a good day? I was like, oh, okay. Well, bye then. (laughs) Yeah. No, clearly it's one of these, you can't even recap it. You have to, watch it and be like that's a crazy per- we're literally watching how do you like how do you recap a homeless person having a tantrum in the street that's well there's so watching. many random points to the whole thing where she like literally starts like accusing she like starts like 
yelling. <laughs> she started, my, my, I will say one of the, my favorite moments was she's yelling at formaldehyde who, by the way, has the most, mon- he should do audiobooks where he just puts people to sleep. He has the most monotone voice and he's behind a mask. And so he's just like, she's just like, you're not doing what you need to do and you need to take off the mask and you need to show, and you need to show your voice and blah, blah. And he's just like, I think that I'm going to show the, contestants what they need to do i'm gonna show the judges who i am and what i need like (laughs) he's just so monotone it's just so like okay like i'm gonna do what i need to do and he like to be honest with you they did somebody mary cherry did something that nobody on any other reality show has ever done to anyone else which is La Zabaleta says, I don't have to prove myself to anyone. And Mary Cherry goes, yeah, you kind of do. You're on a competition show. And I was like, yes, every in the history of competition shows, somebody has said that and nobody ever calls them out on it. And I'm like, finally, somebody called them out on it. It's crazy. You have to go check it out. All right. For the extermination, we are treated to a new Boulay Brothers original song. The bottom two queens climb out of their graves and are chased by masked people from the beginning, uh, the masked people from the beginning, and the Boulay brothers who corner them at every turn as Zabaleta and Formaldehyde try to escape the cemetery. In the end, we close the episode on the corpse of Formaldehyde, who becomes the first person murdered this season at the hands of the Boulay brothers. Lori Roggenkamp, any final thoughts on the episode? Yeah, I mean, I hope that they, I hope they do something where they allow <clears throat> Formaldehyde back because I do feel like. She is creative, and what she showed in the limited amount of time was very artistic. So I feel like she could make something happen. Mm-hmm. Um, but I mean, yes, yeah, I just feel like she kind of got caught in that loop of like she's just super boring and has a boring yeah. personality. I think you're right. Boring personality. She wore club kid shoes. Um, ultimately, I think probably the the right person went home. But I will say, I'm torn with La Zavaleta, like. I want to see her die so badly on this show. Not real die, like the fake death. But oh, for also, sure. like, she's... Well, don't let probably... La Zavaleta hear you say that, because she's going to yeah. think that you want her to oh, die. Oh, God, you want to see me die! Right? But, but so uh, many but... people want to see me die. <laughs> but also, if she dies too soon, how interesting will this show be? I don't know. I don't know. Um, Laurie, have you, have you expressed all your thoughts on the show? I think, honestly, I think that they are... I think this is good. This is a, a good cast. I think I'm worried that they're going to get into the personality of like the drama and stuff more than the art, art artistic uh, aspect of it. But mm-hmm. I'm also kind of here for the drama a little bit. Like I kind of love it. Who isn't, Yeah, you know, and, and I, I hate to say, I want to be that person who's like, I'm all about the artistic choices and I want to see some great art and some great drag. And I'm, but I just really, I would really love just a whole show where, you know, La Zavaleta is just told to shut the fuck up like every five seconds. And she's like, no, I'm I not going to shut the fuck up. I think for Rulaska thoughts this week, we need to, you and I need to come by because we, we're short on time today. Because I still have a lot of thoughts I didn't get into. But uh, maybe we'll do like a 10 minute, 15 minute segment on Rulaska thoughts where we, we fill in all the holes we didn't fill in. Well, that's going to do it for this week's episode of Hello Uglies. Be sure to join us next week and every week as we continue to discuss, dissect, and deconstruct each brand new episode of the Boulay Brothers Dragula Season 4. So, for Lori Rockingcamp and myself. Am I supposed to say something? 
thank you for listening to Hello Uglies. Have something to say? Email us at hellouglies at afterthought.media. You can also leave us a voicemail at speakpipe.com slash afterthoughtmedia. For more LGBTQ content, support us on Patreon at patreon.com slash afterthoughtmedia. Lori has another podcast. It's called Bloody Podcast, and you can find it wherever you get your podcasts. You can follow Lori Roggenkamp on Instagram at Lori U Liar. That's L A U R I, the letter U L I A R. Follow Joe Batanz on Instagram and Twitter at Joe Batanz. That's J O E B E T A N C E. Hello, Uglies is an afterthought media podcast. Thank you.